I don't know what I did to piss off the Mexicans, dude, but y'all didn't tell me that y'all had freaking cup of corn. Freaking cup of corn. I got corn coming out of my mouth, dude. Y'all ain't want to. I'm an ally, dude. I deserve to know about cup of corn, dude. This is like, it's got like milky, it's like cheesy, dude. I'm pretty sure there's mayo in there. I don't know what it's called. I think they call it Piche Gringo, I think is what she said, dude. Um, everybody today has been like noticing me from like my TikToks. Nobody cares! He's from Facebook. I don't want to adult anymore. I don't even want a human. I want to goat. Just eat all day, then headbutt anyone who fucking annoys me. They say a way to a man's heart is through his belly, but I'm sticking in the butt. Is he cute or is he just covered in tattoos and emotionally unavailable? Probably that. I also don't like the fact that when you get married as a woman, you just kind of give up your last name. Like you really, it's nice to take your husband's name, but then you're like, oh, this thing I've had my whole life, that's my whole identity that my great grandparents came through Ellis Island with, I'll just throw it in the trash. This guy seems cool, bye. Like that's, what? You really like, no, your name is nothing after you get married. All it is is like your shithead son's bank account security question answer. That's all your name is. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a Hot Mess Podcast. We are here for another Monday, as always, with my co-host, Ernesto. Hi, Ernesto. How are you, babe? I'm good. I love Nikki Glaser. I absolutely love Nikki Glaser so much. Do you know that I still have not legally changed my last name, and I've been married since 2016? You're not legally... You know what's funny is my ex-wife has not legally changed her name to her new husband's name, and she doesn't uh. plan to. She likes she, it. Yeah. Well, the thing is that she wants to have the same last name as the kids. I make that makes sense. I get she that. When that. when my mom divorced my dad, she kept my dad's last name. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I get it. She, she already had it done and changed, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, I, do I really need to? Like, I have it on my insurance and stuff like that, but all of my cards and like ID and everything still say Marquez, mm, and I'm okay. Jackson. You know, but yeah. yeah. How's go. life going for you? What's new? What's going on? Uh, nothing not, as far as new, not much. It's just, um, uh, you know, another, another week, uh, just summer. It's summertime. I so, know. I know. You know, kids are out of school. Kids are out of school. And we, we, we're already making, tri uh, 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 plans for a couple of things. I think they want to, they want to do Great Wolf Lodge. We've never done Great Wolf Lodge. What, what is that? That's that indoor water park. It's like a, it's a whole, it's a, it's a resort and water park. Cute. Where's um, that at? I've so, never even heard of that. Uh, the, the nearest one to us, which I think is in the OC. I think, I, I can't remember exactly where, but I, I think it's Anaheim. It might not be Anaheim, but, but it's in the OC. Okay. It's in the OC. So um, uh, we do plan on doing that. We are, we are, we are planning our Disney trips. Trips, not trip, of trips. Course. Of course. And, um, of course. Well, we're getting into the best time of the whole entire year, and that is July. And if you guys don't know, July is my birthday month. Oh, gosh. So it's, go. it's the best. It's Leo season. It's coming to the best time of the whole entire year. So we are excited for that. No, I'm just kidding. Just yeah, I she, am. Yeah. Just you me. Know, you, <laughs> just but me. You, you do the whole birthday month thing. Oh, I like do. Ernesto's like, don't even remind me that it's my birthday. I barely do the birthday day thing, so I don't. Know, I you know. know, I know. And me, I'm like, wait, it's July first. Like, let's go. Mm. I love it. Well, we have a very special episode today, and it's a little different than ones that we normally do. You guys know, this past year, Ernesto and I have really started this podcast, and it's been our baby, and we've really been trying to grow it a lot. And we didn't really want to bring in a lot of guests quite yet because we wanted for you guys to get to know who we were personally, and that's it. But now our goal for this year was to really start bringing in some really cool, interesting people who we can learn from and get some knowledge about some stuff. Yeah, so since we have you guys a very... are tired since you guys are yes. tired of us. You guys are I know. You, it's like you know no more Monica Ernesto. <laughs> you know everything <laughs> yeah. you need to know about us. So. It's like how many more times can we talk about buttholes? Like we have to talk about something else. So <laughs> we're gonna get into something else today. 
So we have a very lovely guest with us today, today, Hannah Lynn. So hello, Hannah. How are you, hello. babe? Thank you so much for Hi. having me. I feel honored. Of course. So <laughs> where are you located right now currently? I am in the Pacific Northwest, Moeller specifically in Oregon, because a lot of people wow. assume Washington as soon as you say that, but Oregon. Yeah, yes. everyone thinks that way. As soon as you say Pacific North, Northwest, everyone just goes straight to Washington. They forget that right? you know, Everyone Oregon forgets and... about us. It's like Washington, yes. California, and we're like, hey, we're here. Okay, we're here. parts of California it could be considered Pacific Northwest. You know? True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So do you, love li- do you love living up there? I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like it's most of what I know. I've actually lived all over the, all over the world. I spent time in Germany as well. So I've lived a lot of different places. It has its beauty. It's gorgeous. Um, although I will say I am not like a super outdoorsy person. Like I'll, I've spent my, I've spent my life like camping. I mean, that's what you do. Um, and now being single people are like, let's go on a hike. And I'm like, not my thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I will say that like, I do feel slightly out of place in some instances with that, but it, I do enjoy the beauty of it. Like I, I love that. Yeah. I enjoy the beauty of it, but I'm not the person who wants to spend days outside with no shower or bathroom. Like that's just not. Well, yeah. Oregon I, is, I'm kind of like that too. Yeah. Oregon is nice. I, I, I had the opportunity to move there when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems so boring there. Especially for an 18 year old, for an 18 year old, you know, especially coming from Los Angeles, you know, LA is just like, was like, it's either if you're in LA, Miami or New York, it's like, everything else is going to seem boring at that age, because there's so much. I think at 18, for sure. I mean, I grew up personally in Utah. And it was the same way. There was no beach. There was no, I mean, there's beauty there, obviously, but like, there was nothing going for me in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was like, I wanted to be where it was fun and hip and young. But now that I'm getting older and Ernesto knows this, Mm -hmm. I want to move to like Oregon. I want to move to Washington. I want to go somewhere. Montana. Like Mm -hmm. I, I want to buy a house with some land. I want to have horses Mm -hmm. and chickens and pigs. Like that's kind of my dream. Yeah, but she wants the ch- the horses. She wants the chickens and the pigs just for pets because she uh, does not I, eat meat. I do not Got eat it. meat. No, no. Well, so that's fine. You'll wants- give those ones like a nice happy home. That's perfect. Yeah, there will yeah. be no slaughter in my house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned. Okay, Ernesto kind of gave me a little bit of a backstory on you. Mm-hmm. So I know you like Disney. I do. Disney just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. bit. Just a little bit. Like huge just Disney fan. Her, yeah, that, I, wait, we, we, her TikTok is Disney underscore Hannah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the thing is that I think that's kind of how we started just uh, interacting yeah. on TikTok was because of Disney, uh, yeah. you know, our, our mutual that and, and, and football. I think those yes. are the two things that we were. I mean, this is exactly why I'm wearing my jersey, because I knew I was mm. going to be uh, on, uh, with Hannah today. But now looking at myself, I think we, I, I'm a 49ers fan, but you can't see the 49ers logo and you see the 10. And then the way my hair is right now, I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I trying to why am I emanating Patrick Mahomes? Why am I trying to look <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes right now? It's just because I have the headband on and the hair is just long. <laughs> but no, that's not the case. It's, it is a 49ers jersey because I am. A are 49ers you a, fan. are you a 49ers fan, too, it's Hannah? Not. No, oh. I'm actually, and I'm in my uh, fandom colors. Wait, and it, oh, that's right, yeah, blue and white. Are you I'm, Cowboys? I'm no, no I'm not. I'm oh. an Indianapolis Colts fan. Okay, it's pretty. We're, we're a Cowboys family. I know. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Don't judge well, me. Well, yeah, there's don't a reason me. why you're a Cowboy. You'd be, don't judge she's me. a Cowboys family is because her stepfather, or her father, uh-huh. not her stepfather, her father-in-law, is a former player. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's a really cool, unique connection. Yeah, he played for the Dallas Cowboys in the 70s, and they're from Dallas. So my husband is from Dallas. So it kind of works out and, you know. Makes sense. Even though they've kind of been sucking lately. We will will just kind of disregard that. Hey, I connect. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think. think, But you still got a rep. I I mean, that's that's the thing. Unless you're, unless you've been, unless for the past couple of decades you were a Patriots fan, Mm. um, uh, everyone else sucked. That was just the bottom line. It was right. just like it didn't matter because your team would have one or two good seasons and mm-hmm. then it would suck for seven. Suck yeah. for eight. Yeah, you're right. I will say, though, that I did write Jerry Rice unless- when I was a child and he wrote me back. So that was. She thinks he wrote him back. That's cool. It was, prob- it was probably someone on his team was, that was, was like, was okay, else, honey, yeah. we love you. <laughs> you never know. You can do whatever I'll live, reality I'll, you want. I'll live with that dream. I'll live with that yeah. dream. All right, guys, so we're going to actually get into the topic for today. 
Uh, I'm really excited about this one because this honestly is something that I am so ignorant to. I have no knowledge on any of this. Mm -hmm. And I'm really sad because we're going to be talking about Enneagrams. Did I say Mm -hmm. that right? Enneagrams. Mm -hmm. And I did it this morning because I was like, I want to know what mine is. It's a personality test, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I went to do it and it was like a dollar ninety-five and I paid for it. And it was like, it's gonna take two hours to get to you. Right Which before so- we're ready to record. And I'm like, damn it. That's so, so strange. I, so I, I won't know. know what mine is during this podcast, but I will let you guys know after. But okay. I wanna give you, Hannah, the floor just a little bit. And I want you to let us know how you got into it. Yeah. When you got into it and a little bit more yeah. about it. Yeah. So thank you. Um, I got into it really organically. It was right after I was going through a divorce. And so it's a lot of time of like self-reflection, self-awareness, trying to understand a little bit about myself. And I was introduced to it through a friend who um, showed me a podcast actually on it. And I started to listen to it and I connected to it right away where it showed me some things that um, I strongly connected with, but also got me to ask myself some really good questions, which I really was craving at that time of just trying to know who I was. Um, so prior to this, so prior to this, you had no, no knowledge of this. Okay. No, I, I didn't. Other than like, I had a cousin who had barely mentioned it on their Instagram sometime. And I just kind of was like, Oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll check it out sometime and never went any further. So that was maybe my most limited knowledge of that. Yeah. You're um, my, you're, you have been my introduction to it. So yeah. uh, prior, you know, before, before you and I, and I had, you and I had discussed it. Um, I had not no yeah. knowledge of it at all. It's not as well known as some of the other personality assessments like Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. 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 Myers-Briggs is a huge one, Um, especially in the work world. There's like 360 modeling. There's whole brain theory. There's a lot of personality assessments that go around. And I'm finding that not very many people do know about it. And it's so like just mind bending to me because What I connect so strongly with, with the Enneagram is its difference between any other personality assessment. And it's this, that the other personality assessments will describe your behavior. So they'll say characteristics about you, but never, ever get to why. So the Enneagram is set apart because its main concept is everybody has a core motivation, this basic need, and then you can have some predictable behaviors based off of that. But I could be behaving just like you could be behaving and we have different core motivations. And so we're really saying two different things and both of us are really not being seen. And so that's what I loved about it was it was getting down to why I was doing things, not just what I was doing. Correct. Got it. I like that. I like that. So how long have you been like into this? When did you start getting into this? So it started as a personal journey um, about two two years ago. And um, I started to sift through, try and find my own number. But as I was doing that, I was now starting to see the world through Enneagram and noticing people in my life and how they were showing up and trying to make those connections for them as well. And I started to open up and connect and talk to people about it just on a personal level, both individually, but also within couples. Um, And I would just want to talk about it with them. And what I was finding was I was getting people coming back to me saying like, that was amazing. When are you going to do like, when are you going to do this for your job? When are you going to start leaning into this? Because I feel like just talking to you for this last 30 minutes or an hour was so impactful. And so, um, I do work a full-time job and I also saw how it could be really helpful in the workplace. So I said, and you're a mom and and I'm a mom. (laughs) So it's like one of those things that it now becomes the lens that I view the world. And it's been so helpful to me and people that I interacted with on it that I I've just started to lean more and more into it and started to do workshops and coaching and, and trainings and things around it just to help people understand their motivations and to really be seen. I love That's that. Cool. Yeah. Is that your full-time like job right now is cuz I feel it's my it's passion. Not... Okay, I love that. Yeah. Cuz I know sometimes people are like when they're so good at something, 
yeah. they make that their full like and that's me like astrology and birth chart I do birth chart readings I also do tarot readings that's not my full-time job I have two other jobs that I do it's my passion yeah I love that I love that I would love for it to align where it is my full-time job but at the same time I don't need it to be because I will just pursue it with a passion and um so yeah I agree with that well I think that's uh that's something that we uh that's what this podcast is for us as well. You know, it's, I, I don't think it'll ever be something where it's a full-time job. If no. it is, that's wonderful. But if it's yeah. not, that's fine as well. Um, so it passion. is definitely a passion. It's something that we, we enjoy doing because we like hearing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I, do well, you... I know I like hearing myself. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, do you see yourself as an empath? Because I feel like a lot of people who get into things like that who want to know more about themselves and other people have that form of empathy yeah so I the little a little um foreshadowing is I'm an Enneagram 9 on the Enneagram scale and Enneagram 9s um are are unique in that they see themselves in every single number um because they are the most impact empathetic on the scale. doesn't mean that other ones aren't, you can still be an empath and be another number, but nines really have a unique skill to 100% put themselves. When I do trainings, I get very vulnerable, um, in the workshops and I talk about my personal life and my professional life. And I talk about how, even in the midst of my divorce, when everyone was telling me, like I had every single reason to be so angry at my ex for the things that happened. I could take on the perspective and was kind of consoling other people being like, look, I get it. It wasn't okay. But like, here's where he was coming from, even though it's right or wrong. Like I can put myself in that position with anyone. So 100%, I definitely find myself to be an empath. Yeah. I'm the same way. And I could sense that from you from the beginning, like Mm -hmm. just your aura alone and your energy, even the tone of your voice. Like, I just love you. I love you already. I'm like, thank you. But you know, know. but you know what? No, hold on Ernesto, because I'm going to toot your horn a little bit because Ernesto was the one that brought Hannah to us. I did not know Hannah through any social media. It was Ernesto's bringing onto this podcast and he was the one that was like I think she's going to be a perfect fit like Aww. she's so great you know this is and that so I'm going to toot your horn a little bit she, Ernest <laughs> she, she's exaggerating I just said you know we have nothing to talk about I just you know I just went through my Rolodex of people that I like talking to and you, no I'm kidding no I wanted to you know I uh no no like I definitely thought I definitely I mean I was I, I had talked to her about it long a while ago I talked to you about it too and about uh, yeah. you know uh what was it yeah. at least a month ago I know, I know, I, I mean, we did, you and I did have a talk because we do want to do another episode about parent um, uh, dating as a single parent. And I do have that recording. Mm -hmm. We're just waiting to record a couple other people to actually have a a few different perspectives of that. So it will, that will come out. Just, it's just uh, scheduling people to have a conversation with. It's not always easy, you know, because People, times you know, and weird it's weird yeah. that people have lives that they just can't just <laughs> lives and know. jobs and children <laughs> and you know yeah it's whatever about that no it's yeah it's it's, it's sometimes it's 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 not as easy just to get uh sit down and have a conversation usually you can it's just when you schedule it mm-hmm. it always ends up happening uh for the most with a lot of people it's just organically it's like hey you got a few minutes great and then you end up talking for like three hours but yeah. when you schedule it it's like i only have 27 minutes yeah it's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing but yeah that's that's how yeah. it turns out so um so but yeah go ahead i have i have another question mm-hmm. for hannah so how many you're saying you're a nine right yeah. and when i was doing a little research when we were coming on here i kind of went on tiktok and it was like three four like what are the difference in numbers and how many are there Yeah, that's a great question. So the Enneagram really is a tool and it's a structure and and there's design to it. And there are nine total numbers. So that's the most that there is. And it actually has, like I said, a structure to it. So nine sits at the top and then you go one, two, three, all the way around. And there are um, core motivations assigned to each one of those numbers, and that's what sets them apart. So running through them really quickly, a nine is core motivated by peace, um, both in their life and the lives of people around them. They are conflict avoidant people. They want peace and harmony. That is their core motivation. Okay. Uh, and a one is 
sometimes called a perfectionist, their core motivation is to be right and good. And that's according to them, not necessarily society standards. It's what's right and good to them. Right. Um, okay, but, but look, just, just before we move on to the next one, right yeah. meaning as correct or right yeah, as meaning correct. as, okay. Yes, okay, they're perfect. very organized people. Things are in order for them. Um, structure is important for them because things need to fit in the right boxes or the right way. Yeah. So that's a good clarifying question. Um, then we move on to twos, which are often known as the helpers or the givers and their core motivation is to be loved and wanted. Now I will say this took me the longest to differentiate between if I was a nine or a two, because I had to ask myself some really tough questions. Am I doing this because I want peace or am I doing this? Cause I really want to feel that need to be loved. Right. Um, so there was a lot of nuance between sifting those two. And it probably took me a good year to be firm in knowing I was a nine. So it is a journey to know your number. Um, but their core motivation is to be loved and wanted. They're overextend themselves. They're super helpful. Those are some of the behaviors that they have, but they're trying to fill that need. Um, a three is called an achiever. And their goals are that they want to be the best at whatever they're, they're doing. Um, they're often out public facing people who, um, want to be the center of attention. So, I feel like that's me. Yeah, it could very well. I, I'm going to call it right now. Cause we don't know what mine is. I'm going to say it's that because yeah. I am a Leo. I am the first person to be like, if I don't succeed, my life is a failure. Yeah, um, I always like yeah. put myself uh, into all of these extra situations that I feel like maybe I shouldn't, mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm going to be that one. Yeah, it's totally possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially, I mean, even just like the brief amount of know you, like you're very like, you know, public face, you know, you've got yourself all put together. Um, it, to go into nuance later, you can move into different numbers according to if your health or stress. So a nine would move into a three for health. So a big indicator for me as a nine is like, do I care about what I look like? Because that's a three trait and that means I'm doing well. So there, I mean, I'm getting into the weeds a little bit and we can continue on, but that is very much three behaviors. They want to be the best and they're very goal-driven people. And, yes. um, they want to be the one out there and noticed and be recognized for the things that they do. And there's absolutely, um, what I tell a lot of people when I'm doing the workshops or coaching is like, we're not going to assign good or bad to any of right. these. This right. is who you are. Well, that's, you know? yeah, that's that. that I think I that needs I to be enforced. That, that needs I to love, be enforced yeah. when you have conversations yeah. like that, because people will sit there and say, oh, well, if I'm a, if I'm this, then I'm better than that. And that's, yeah. that's kind of not the point. Or I don't feel shame over it. Like, oh, yeah. I should feel that way. And it's like, no, that's just well, who you that's, are. That's the crazy thing that people have always said about me too. It's like, I am very confident and I'm very outgoing. Yeah. And when it comes to that, people see that as like, yeah. oh, narcissism or vain or whatever. And it's like, no, I just know yeah. who I am. Yeah. But I'm also, I've always said this too. I am the saddest bad bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> I love, I love saying that because- I know who I am and I'm very confident, mm -hmm. but I'm also super empathetic, mm -hmm. very emotional, very yeah. giving, very kind and very loving. Yeah. So it's like but she also, uh, the one thing about, about her is that she also understands that there are flaws in, in how she is. And she will point out those flaws within herself. Of yeah. course. She'll point of out course. those flaws. People, people rarely do that. If they, if it, the, it's, it's hard to find a person who's confident and can also point out those flaws. Yes. It's very yeah. difficult to find somebody who's actually willing to do that, where they're saying they can say, oh, I'm great. I'm, I'm a wonderful person. I'm a human. But I also A, B and C. Mm -hmm. So that, you I know, agree. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, that every single number can do that because that's a level of self-awareness. Right. So like if we're not healthy, then we can't take on those attributes. So every, every number has the capacity to like point out the things about themselves that is not the greatest. Um, and I think one of the things that comes out as well, when I'm doing the, um, trainings or talking or coaching with people is to say that when we look at the core motivations, a lot of times it's rooted in something kind of sad. And when we have high empathy, we can connect with that. Yes. So sometimes when I say like with the Enneagram one, for example, it's like somewhere along the message, they got told that like, if they're not perfect, they're not good enough. And that's really something you can right. connect with and empathize with. And then you have a deeper human connection. Um, if, if a two, it's really kind of sad that they, 
they feel like they have to earn love. Like they have to do something in order to earn love. Mm-hmm. A three but then this, but then this can go into like acts of service or yeah. like your different love languages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it can go into astrology as well, because yeah. when you're saying number one, when you're saying all of these things, I think Capricorn, yeah. Virgo, like Scorpio, you know, like yeah. I, I see it in so many different levels. So I love how it kind of intertwines. Yeah. And there are, like I said, you can do these predictable patterns of behavior based off of these numbers. Um, so yeah, it aligns with like, even if you're an extrovert or introvert um, and things like that. And it's really helpful then to understand those behaviors more from like that core need. What are you trying to fill type perspective? Um, but it definitely connects to a lot of those things. I agree with that 100%. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we're going now to number four, right? Four. Yes. So fours are called the romantics or the individualists. Fours really want to be seen for who they uniquely are. They're really creative, emotional people. They have the biggest access to all of their emotions more than any number. Um, Sounds more like me. Okay. Okay. I might, I might be like that. (laughs) I'm just going to say, if you connect to that. So on the scale, the reason that we're in that circle is because the ones that are adjacent to your number are called your wings. And those are ones that you can vacillate between. You can call on each one to do them. So if you like, for example, if you're a three, Monica, you could tap into the giver of being like a super helpful person who really wants to like be there for your people because you're tapping into your two wing. Whereas you could also go into your four wing and be like, I really need to be creative or I'm going to lean into these emotions. So those are, that's a little bit of also further narrowing down your number. Like for me, I'm a nine that, um, leans into their one wing of organization and structure and things like that in order to keep peace in my life. If there's organization, I have peace in my life. What, you know? is, what is your, do you know, you're a big thing? three in astrology or do you know your sun sign at least yes I do so I'm a Virgo and okay so that goes into your number one that's what I'm saying it's so crazy okay yeah what's your moon sign so my moon sign is Scorpio Scorpio okay and then my sun is your rising or my rising is Leo oh I'm a Leo baby yeah see yeah so so that yeah. makes fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because your Capricorn is like your work ethic. Like, you know who you are. You're yeah. dominant. Like, you know your presence. The Scorpio is very emotional, mm-hmm. but you tend to hide. Like, I call Scorpios my shower criers, right? Oh, like they, yeah. they never like to, like, let people know that they're sad, but yeah. they're sad. So they'll cry in the shower rather than, like, express it to other people. But they're – a lot of Scorpios are empaths and that's yeah. your inner truth. Yeah. Now you're rising as a Leo. That's your bad bitch. Yeah. So that's your like boss mentality. You're like, I'm going to get it. I know who I am. It's a, it's a yes, good, it's you a good are mix. like that. And yeah. I can see that in you. It's a good I, I, mix. If you got, if uh, for those of you guys, if you do follow Hannah, you will see that in, in a lot of her posts where she does say, this is me. If you don't yeah. like it, what is wrong yeah. with you? Because <laughs> I, I am amazing. Now I want to, uh, now I want to read your birth chart because I will dissect your birth chart, your, <laughs> your Virgo, your love Mars, that. your everything. I will do it all. I would love that. I really would. Yeah, it is. It's very much a vacillate. So a nine, when they're healthy, like I said, move to that three, which is that Leo energy of being like, I'm here, take it or leave it. This is who I am. Yep. Show up. I don't mind being in front of people. Um, when I show up to workshop, I lean in hard to that. Like I'm, I show up, I'm dressed to the nines. I'm going to tell you what this is and you're going to get excited. I'm going to engage you, but nines also have withdrawing stances when they're in stress. So they retreat back when they're in stress. Like there'll be times mm-hmm. where I go off social media for days because I am depressed. Me too. Me too. You know, it's sad. Me too. I just am like, see you later. Er- I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Ernesto knows that wholeheartedly. There have been days where I'm like posting three times a day. I'm like mm-hmm. so active. And then all of a sudden it's like six days. I'm just like, where's Monty? I'm like, well, I yeah, don't know. And, like, I, I have an understanding of, you know, knowing her and have got, having gotten to know her to know that because, um, uh, you know, people will reach out to her or reach out to me. And she'll get messages like, are you OK? Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, they just they, they're concerned or they just, you know, 
or they're nosy. You know, we got a lot of nosy people like, where have you been? I want you on live, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for me, um, I will send in, uh, knowing when she's in that state where she's like, I just need, I need silence. Mm-hmm. I won't, I won't press her. I won't bother her. I won't get into the point where I'll, and it, I mean, I, I she could say it won't be a bother. And I, I know it's not a bother, but I mean, that's the best way that I can, I can explain it, that I won't get to the point where I'll sit there and just be like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I send you something? Can you want me to come over? Do you, no, you know, no. I won't do yeah. any of that. I'm just like, Hey, you cool. Yeah. Great. Okay, you, know, cool. you know, you know what I do with Ernesto? It's so funny. I feel like you have a smorgasbord of like blackmail on me. But every time I'm going through something, like if I'm going through like a depressive state, I'll send him a picture of me crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like in my bathtub or like just sitting on the couch, like tears streaming down. He's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I sent him a picture. I'm like, this is how I'm doing. Yeah. You, know how you can make a screensaver with a bunch of pictures. That's, some, that's what my screensaver yeah. is. <laughs> that's going to be Ernesto's because he knows. Like, I know that about myself, that I am a very depressed person. I have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot on my plate right yeah. now. And yeah. I'm also in the process of grieving a death. So I am trying to find that transitional point to get from A to yeah. B and then yeah. to C, you know. Yeah. But I'm in therapy and I'm doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Ernesto, like gets me one well, i also have that innate ability with with most people when i get to know them as to as, as far as how how i can bring a little bit of brevity into the into the into the into mm-hmm. into their world how i can bring some light without just going over and making it seem insensitive because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I can do that very very well where i know i can put in some humor at times where it doesn't normally it normally sarcasm. wouldn't need to yeah. be it, normally yeah. people would be like that's kind of insensitive but i would never do it where it actually feels like that i mean because she has had lives uh with people uh you know in, in moments where she was just in crisis or it was a serious thing that she was discussing yeah. but i i know and i have a i have a good i have i've always had the ability to be able to at least shine a little bit of humor and light in it without making it seem like it's inappropriate or unnecessary you know, um, uh, so I, I've always had that ability to do so, especially with people that I know very well, like her. Yeah. 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 Do you, and so do you know your number, your Enneagram number? I you, don't. I have don't no know. idea. Okay. We're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to, I've been this whole entire time. I've been like refreshing my email to see if it like comes <laughs> in. <laughs> it said two hours, but I was hoping it was going to be like 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm so, still trying. Four, so to kind of talk about a little bit about fours again, they're really creative people. A lot of times you'll see them as like poets or artists, or they just need to be able to express themselves in that way. They can kind of take on victimhood mentalities at times because everything seems to be happening. Like no one understands them. Like no one can really understand them. And that is their core longing is for someone to see them. They are unique that they have this creativity with inside them and no one can really, and that's what they're longing for is for someone to really see them. Um, and then we go into five, which is so funny. There are some numbers where I'm like, how are you guys close? Like, how are you, how do you have wings at all with each other? But a five is called the investigative thinker and they need to be competent. So think of everybody knows Hank green, Mm -hmm. that's a five, like they're inquisitive. They want to know everything about the world and they find it fascinating. And one of the worst things in the world for a five would be to be incompetent, to be, they don't profess to know things about things they don't know about. They have no problem admitting. I have no, I have no, I don't know anything about that. They're not going to make it up or try and be like showy. Um, they're a lot more introverted, withdrawn. They don't really see the point in small talk per se. You know, it's like, unless this is contributing somehow, or I can contribute somehow, I don't really need to speak up. Um, so you could, you could work with a five your whole life and not know anything about them because they don't see the point necessarily opening up. So we all kind of know somebody like that. That's, that's a five, um, which is so different from a right? A four only wants to talk about feelings. So it's interesting, but there are situations I bring this up. I say, I have a friend who's a high school musician, music teacher, and he's a five, but he has this creativity piece and he leans into music more from a technical standpoint. So that four wing shows up for him in the music, but it's more on like a mathematical technical way. So that does exist. And there are people that are like that. Um, six is called the skeptic or the loyal guardian. Um, they, I like to say ones have an inner critic. 
that's always telling them when they're right or wrong. Sixes have an inner committee asking, did you think about this? Did you think about that? Their core motivation is to be safe and secure. And their biggest fear is pretty much fear itself. Um, and so they're consistently, I have an example of a friend who they'll show up at the airport flights on time, no reason to indicate they're going to miss their flight, but they have run through every possible scenario about who's going to come pick up my dogs. Who's like, how am I, who's going to water my, like they have gone through everything and that they need to be prepared. Why Um, do I, why do I feel like I'm all of these? (laughs) Because you are in some way. I feel like I'm all of these to a certain degree. You can take on these behaviors, but again, and that's why it takes a while. Like I said, you can do do your tests and that's fine. But these are going to start to get you to ask questions of, is that my core motivation? Right. I can behave this way, but when push comes to shove, what is it that is corely motivating me? Is it that I need to be the best or is it that I need to be loved? And those are, like I said, for me, it was like, do I need peace in my life for the people that I love? Or do I need to be loved? Um, which is why I love I love to work with people to get down to it. Cause there's a lot of questions that I could ask to sift through once a week. I usually get people to their top three. Um, and then we kind of sift through some questions and I ask them some questions. Um, so this, the seven, we have seven and eight are next and sevens are called the enthusiasts. These are, you know, a seven, when you meet a seven, it's hard to mistype as a seven except for people who want to idealize themselves as a seven sevens are the people who are like, you only live once go hard, like throw caution to the wind. I don't care. I'm going to go hard. I have a really good friend who's a a seven and, um, she lives in Colorado and she runs like these ultra marathons that are 200 miles. And I went to go, I know I went to go visit her. Like, Hey, tomorrow, should we do a 14 er with it? If you're not familiar with a 14 er it's 14,000 feet in elevation hike that you have to like do at four o'clock in the morning. Cause otherwise you might get struck by lightning. And she was just like, should we do that tomorrow? And I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> you're like, you go girl. I'm good. You know? And so sevens, um, are really trying to just get the most fun and enjoyment out of every possible. Are they more of like the adrenaline junkies? Yes, they are more of the adrenaline junkies. They can be. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I find again, kind of the underlying sad part about it is they're trying to outrun their emotions. And so at some point Mm -hmm. something happened where they're trying to escape that and they find that experiences are going to be their way out and they never want to settle to really dive deep into why they're feeling what they're feeling. They're just seeking something to live outside of themselves really. Would you, would you say that with each one there's pros and cons? Oh yeah. That kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I go into the more detail, we talk about what do you look like in stress and what do you look like in security and your, your stress is going to show you some of those predictable patterns of behavior where you're not showing up great. Right. Right. Um, and then there are times when you shine and you're in security and those are predictable patterns of behavior there too. Um, so absolutely. Um, and then with the eights, um, I have a lot of experience with eights in my life. They are called the protector or the challenger. These are people who are not afraid of conflict. In fact, they like conflict. Um, they need- Aries, Aries, yes. <laughs> Air, Air, Aries people. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I can see that correlation. Yeah. Um, so they like conflict, they lean into conflict, they are protectors of themselves and their people. And, um, if you're on the other side of that, man, it is tough, but, um, I tell this story, my ex-husband is is an eight, which is funny because I'm a nine. So my core motivation is peace and theirs is control. Actually, their core motivation is to be in control, um, of their lives And it doesn't mean controlling other people. It's just, they don't want to be controlled. So they need to have that autonomy and they're willing to push back if they feel like that's threatened. Um, So anyways, I was talking about how at one point in our, in our initial divorce process with the parenting plan and giving notice as far as change in schedule, my ex really wanted me to do this, like kind of unrealistic expectation of um, giving him 60 days notice for any change in the parenting plan. 
And he's since, you know, been like, that was kind of silly. That was ridiculous. But at the time it was stressful and we were arguing right. about it. And I told him as, as who I am, I didn't know necessarily I was a nine, but I said, I will just avoid it altogether. I won't plan anything for myself at all to avoid this fight with you. And as an eight, he could say to me, he's like, don't do that. He's like, stand up for yourself. It's not your problem that I'm mad. Like I'll deal with it. I'm upset and I'll go deal with that on my own. Like, so he could, he could see how it's like, just stand up for yourself. You know, <laughs> like, right. so eights might not like it, but they, they think through conflict in a very rational way at times when they're healthy, if they're unhealthy, they're not. Cause they're trying yep. to just control that. Yeah. See, that seems, that seems somewhat healthier than how uh, most people would say it, because I don't think, I don't think somebody who is less healthy would say, mm-hmm. would, would tell you to stand up for yourself towards right. them towards them yeah i agree them, yeah. it's you know? a level of self-awareness that you can come to to say self-awareness is the biggest thing it is I think. Yeah. well it is and i uh, when i'm trying to advocate for it in the workplace it is the number one predictor of success in the leader communication self-awareness yeah yeah knowing right. in my opinion and how to talk about it yeah. it's an amazing outfit and the music <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> always had a Rubik's cube <laughs> or not so good show up anywhere with like a Rubik's cube and they'd be like, Oh, he's intelligent. Let's let's you're, <laughs> he you're sold hi- that. You're he sold hired. that in less than an hour. You're he's hired. hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the nine types and the really basic core motivation for each one, but it gets so nuanced and specific to you as far as like, if you're in stress or security and what are your wings and when are you activating them? Um, and then it, it, it gets really detailed, but it's a process and a journey. It's starting with trying to figure out that core motivation and then going from there. Um, like I said, a nine and a two, I think show up really similarly, but you, I had to, like I said, one of the things for me was a tough question to answer, um, was do I give to other people? Cause I, my love language is gifts. So do I give for other people or do I do acts of service for other people because I expect something back? Right. And that's not an easy question to answer. And if you're a two, you do not want to accept that about yourself. You yeah. want to think of yourself as just a lover, but realistically, if you get honest with yourself, if you're a two, you're doing it because you feel that that will indebt that they will be indebted to you for the things that you've done to them and they will need to love you or need to need you. So that's not a, that's not an easy question to ask yourself. It's not. And be honest with yourself. I, I do know that my love language is acts of service mm-hmm. and I expect that. And I also give that yeah. I give back so much. I am. And also kind of gift giving to a certain degree. I think, I don't know. I'm not really big into like touch and stuff yeah. like that. I don't like a lot of personal touch, but when it comes to acts of service, I give back a lot. So yeah. I work with a Make-A-Wish Foundation. I work with the homeless. Usually yeah. two to three times a year, I'll usually make all of these bags to like bring to the homeless. I've done it personally where I've handed them out. Like mm-hmm. that's like my thing. I love to give back. Because I grew up poor. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of money. I didn't have the things. I had things that I needed, essentially, but not things that I ever wanted, really. Yeah. So I love being able to give back to other people and and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I have a question about um, uh, that you may be able, I don't know if if, if, uh, we can clarify. Do you think that um, any of the numbers are... Are, are more gendered than the others? I was just, you read my mind. I was just about to say that. Good couple, question. Yeah, a couple of things that have gender to play, come into play. Absolutely, without a doubt, our society here in the United States wants females to be twos and eights to be males. Um, we have structured our way that that women are supposed to be givers. They're supposed to be helpers. They're supposed to extend themselves. They're supposed to, you know, do all of this out of love. Overexert themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so we absolutely see that as a typical female thing. Now with eights, males are supposed to be the protector, right? They're supposed to be the ones in control. They're supposed to be the ones driving the ship. They're supposed to be the ones making the decisions and being assertive. Like it's, 
it's not a thing. Um, so what I find in my work that I am doing is I do have some female eights and they will show up different than eight males because they do have these societal expectations around them. And so they might be assertive, but it's going to look different than a male eight. Same with, I have, um, one person that I work with who's a male two and society doesn't necessarily accept male twos to be like the, the more like comforting, um, kind of homey homemaker type uh, behaviors because he's a, he's a man, you know, you shouldn't just need to be loved. Like that's right. like a thing in our society you shouldn't want as a man. So absolutely gender comes into play with them. Um, and I feel like those two numbers specifically show up differently depending on your gender more than any other number. That's yeah. interesting. That was a really good question. Cause I was kind of curious about that too. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, so it goes back down to astrology, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a, a percentage of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. So for myself, when it, do you hear the Rubik's cube? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when it, so when it comes to me and my Zodiac, I am 50, 50 masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. And I've always said this, I am the girliest tomboy you'll ever meet. Mm -hmm. I love makeup. I love spray tans. I love nails. Like mm -hmm. I love jewelry, all that kind of stuff. But I'm also so masculine. Like right now I'm wearing like this, like black little jumper and like a trucker hat. Yeah. I love that for me. Like I'm very 50, 50. Yeah. So I think everything kind of just depends on, you know, and I could see, like, I'm very interested to know what your results are. I, I know. And like a three typically, threes are also a more male accepted thing to be like kind of the high achievers, the one out in the front, you know, being a little bit more showy, those kinds of things. But as I was kind of getting to earlier where a nine will move to a three in, in health or, um, in strength, like an eight, an Enneagram eight, where you might have more of that masculine traits will move to a two when they're in health. So they'll show more comfort. They'll be more vulnerable so they can shift into that once they're feeling safer and they're in their strength. So it, there's a lot of ways. And again, it comes down to like really narrowing down that core motivation for you. And then once you figure that out, you can kind of see how you show up and all the different ways that are unique to you. Well, yeah, um, is it is it a possibility within the um, within the numbers to for your motivation to change over time? That's a great question. The consensus as is no that your core motivation does stay the same, but you show up differently if you're in health or you're in stress. Um, there are also nuanced things like you might lean into one wing more than other depending on your life circumstances and what's changing. Um, but always that real, cause the core motivation is pretty basic. It's pretty simple. It doesn't carry a lot of nuance. And so that stays the same with you throughout your life. If your core motivation is to be loved, then that's your core motivation. And it, again, it will show up differently in behaviors, depending on what's going on in your life. Like if you're in a healthy, secure relationship, you're going to show up differently, but your core motivation to be loved hasn't changed. It's just, you're getting that need met. Gotcha. I love that. Cause yeah. that's the one thing too, you know, where it's like people constantly evolve, right? Mm -hmm. We change. I think scientifically it's like every five years we change, yeah. we change yeah. our styles, we mm -hmm. change relationships, we change, you know, that type of thing. Will that be seen if you take a test five years later, you think? Um, so it is interesting because yes, potentially it might show up, but I have found with the people that I have worked with, they just keep coming back to that, that number that they know Cause that's your core. Cause that's your core. So for example, um, you know, I have a really good friend who got a cancer diagnosis and they're a five, they're an Enneagram five, but goodness gracious, how emotional are you when you realize like, of course, and you're contemplating more life circumstances. Body. Yeah. So yeah. they went full force into four and that's their wing. But once they came back to like this equilibrium a little bit, they were like, okay, yeah. And they thought they tested as a four because they took the test during that time. So yeah. they were, if you're asking me like these questions that have to do with, do I think about like my emotions? I was like, well, yeah, right now I'm thinking about my emotions. It didn't change her Enneagram number. She's still at her core needs to be competent. Um, but right now her needs 
were being, she was relying on her Enneagram fourness to get her through that time. So that, that wing. So absolutely. It just seems like kind of like, if you're familiar with like the happiness threshold, like you can have a life event that knocks you way down, or you could win the lottery and you could be happy, but you're always going to come back to this equilibrium at some point. And that's kind of what I think of when you think of your Enneagram number. Um, so once you're really familiar with it, you kind of have, like you were talking about like astrology chart, once you have this like idea of who you are within the Enneagram and all the different subtypes and things with it, then you're like, okay, I'm doing really good right now. I'm really living in my three right now. I'm showing up how I want to, I'm putting myself first. Um, like, like for me, I'm speaking for me, you know, a nine will often make themselves small thinking, who am I? Why, why did, why would they care about my opinion? Um, so they don't offer it very much. They don't, they don't want to cause someone else a conflict, even in a thought. So I'm not going to say, feel, but when I'm in health, yeah, show up confidently as who I am. So, um, and then if I'm, if I'm not in health and I'm in stress, I go to a six, which is that skeptic. And I live in fear and I withdraw and I don't want, I'm just constantly overthinking things of like, what if this happens? What if that happens? So once you, but I, I know how to get back to my home base of like, Okay, what I'm really searching for is peace. How can I achieve that? Let me get back to my nine. <laughs> yeah, let me get back to my stasis. <laughs> okay, so I have one last question for you. Yeah. So you were obviously there's different personality tests, and there's one that is the Meyer Briggs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say the difference between Meyer Briggs and this? What what do you what would you say would be the difference? I think this one has the capacity to be way more nuanced and individual to you um, because there are nine numbers. And then even within those nine numbers, there are things that we call subtypes. Um, And that means like, so you have your core motivation, but then you have, where do you put the most focus? Um, So you can have a, um, um, a focus on social, like, do you focus more on society and the group? Do you focus more one-on-one with your most priority relationship or are you more self-preservation person who's really thinking about yourself? So so you can get really nuanced within the numbers, whereas Myers-Briggs is just kind of like, here, here it is. And here's how you behave. And again, I go back to, it's not asking why I behave this way. It's just saying, this is how you show up. Right. Um, And so I think that's probably definitely the biggest difference is your ability to individualize it to you as you are self-exploring, as you are getting to know yourself. Do you know a lot about Myers-Briggs? I, I don't know a ton about Myers-Briggs other than I know like the concept of it and I've taken the tests and those things. So I've taken the test Mm -hmm. and I know what mine is. Mine Mm -hmm. is ENFJ and I'll read Mm -hmm. this really quick. I'm the idealist teacher. So it says you are sensitive to people's thoughts, motivations, needs, and emotions, mm-hmm. and you encourage and bring out the best in them, often understanding beyond what is be what is being said. Mm-hmm. You make good counselors. You are very clear about what is important to you, thus will not hesitate to make your own personal stand known as well. Interesting. Which yeah. is kind of cool, you know, yeah. because I am very... I, I see myself as like a extroverted introvert. Yeah. I'm very outgoing. I'm a people person. I can talk to anyone. I can do public speaking. I can do whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But I also become so overwhelmed where I need to just like take some time for myself. This is why I stay away from social media for a while. I just hang out with my family and my kid yeah. and like that's it. Yeah. So I'm like 50-50 with like my emotions. I am very emotional. And then the other time I'm like, I'm a bad bitch. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm all yeah. over the place. I'm a yeah. hot mess. It fits yeah. for the podcast because Ernesto knows I'm like all over the place. Just before you got on, I w- she hurt was like, my brain. Yeah. He was like, do you want to test the microphone in the living room? And I was like, sure. And I get on, I'm like wearing a shirt that has like a hole in it. I have no underwear on. And I'm like, sick. <laughs> I like sitting here. I'm like, okay, hurry up. Cause I don't have any chonies on. Let's go. Like, Let's do the I test am. so I can go put some actual clothes on. Yeah. I was like, I'll can, be fully can, dressed. Don't can worry. You put, can you put a bra on for this conversation, please? <laughs> well, and I think there are definitely when it comes to 
um, any referring that to Instagram, there are some numbers that are going to connect and you're going to see yeah. similarities. And those are the, that's why I say, let's narrow it down to your top three and start from there. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there's going to be similar, similar behaviors. Um, but there are some that are not like, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like an Enneagram one, there's no way, you know, like there's just, you're just one. Yeah. For an Enneagram one, like okay. they need order and structure. And it's like, so I think there's definitely some that you can just like cross right off. Like there's no way this is me. Um, but then you, you kind of want to direct your attention to the top three and say, let, let's ask some real deep questions and let's be honest with myself about those real deep questions and right. let's push through. And that is what started me on it kind of circling all the way back was I really want to know myself because for Enneagram nines, they will go with the flow. Um, they are very, whatever you want, they want to keep the peace. Right. And one way that they do that is enmeshing with other people. So that is what I, I'm, a chameleon soul, like Lana Del Rey said, a chameleon soul, honey, very comfortable with, with yeah. taking on the identities of the people around me in order to not cause friction or contention. But as long as you're happy too, like I'm like that, but then yeah. if it's like, it goes against everything I believe, I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. I'm gonna talk my I'm gonna talk my shit. <laughs> right. And there are moments like that for me. That's where I lean yeah. into my one where I'm like, if I feel like something is right, I yes. really stand up. And especially as a one, if it's about somebody else, like I have no problem standing up for somebody else, standing up for standing myself. up for your children. Yeah. Of not, course. Yeah, not as of easy. Of course. But... See, it's so funny uh, because I um I moderate for both of you guys on your lives. I moderate yeah. for both of you. <laughs> and the style that I moderate for for each one of you is completely different because I know. Hannah and her ability to not, well, not even her ability, but her tendency to not want to deal with the dumb, dumb, dumb people in her life. <laughs> yeah. So I just immediately eliminate that. You, Monica, on the other hand, like to have fun with them. You like to, you like oh, to, chew, I, you I like, like to chew yeah. your food a little bit yeah. sometimes. Uh -huh. So I yeah. let it, I let it, I let it ride for a lot longer. But I know I like this to about chew it out before I spit it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you like to, yeah, you like to, you like to play with your food before you, 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 you chew them up. So yeah. I know that I know the difference in styles, but that's because I. I, I know, I, 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 again, I love I, the I debate. That, yeah, yeah. I have the need ability the to be able to, 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 to discover that about each person that I do moderate for. And so, that's why we love Ernesto. Yes, it is very nice. Cause I'll just be like, I didn't see it. And then they just keep popping up and I'm like, I didn't see any. Yeah. <laughs> so if you just eliminate someone I'm like that's great, but I don't even, that's the thing. Like I can get to a point where like, I don't even want to make people who probably should feel bad. I don't want them to feel bad. Like that's how yeah. over accommodating I can be. See, so and I, and I don't like that either. However, I know what I deserve and yeah. I know when disrespect is disrespect. Yeah. So I'm like, mm -hmm, no, honey, like you're barking up the wrong fucking tree. Cause I'm not the one, like I'm very, very fucking kind and yeah. pathetic. Like I will do whatever I can for you. The yeah. second I ever feel a form of disrespect, you're fucking nobody to me. You're so done. That, that's very any that's more like Enneagram eight behavior. So it could yeah, you're done. You'd be an eight and like you move into two when you're in health and you're empathetic and you're giving and you're in that more emotional. Um and then yeah, so that it could be an eight for you. I'm well. so excited. I can't wait. To, okay, listen, I'm gonna get the results in a couple hours. So when we post this uh -huh. podcast on Monday, Ernesto's gonna put in the bio like FYI, Monica's an eight, Monica's yeah. a two, whatever. Like you her top put three. List yeah. your top three. Yes. So that way because you, you're gonna continue on that. And yes. yes, I would I would love to just connect. I'm not saying inviting myself back, but I'm saying like if you we guys would love to have you back. If you had more questions or wanted to sift through things, I would yes. ask this is like my like I said, my passion. So I love it. I love helping people understand themselves better. I really do feel like that is the only way that we can connect with people. Connect. Well, yeah, this is what we, this is what we'll do. We'll point uh, you know, uh, uh, what we can do is uh, we'll throw out the question. If you guys have any other questions or further, if, if you want further information on that, please send us a message, send us a message on the hotline. You can always reach us. You can send us a message or a voicemail, uh, text or voicemail. 
um, and then we can we can we can put those together and then have you back that way yeah. uh, you know those people can have their questions answered unless they go straight to you on you know on your yeah. TikTok and have your questions like that but if you want to um, if you want to reach out to us if you want to send us a text message please do so you know yeah. our number the hotline is 310-494-6811 that's 310-494-6811 if you have it. Now, if you don't want us to know who you are and you have questions, we do have the option of the anonymous question uh, box. You go to hotmesspodcast.com and then you click on the link for that uh, anonymous box. I mean, yeah, sometimes you just might feel a little bit nervous about revealing who you are. We get it. Just send us a message there. Go ahead. Go over and do that. But you also have our socials on there. Uh, uh, Monica's and mine is on there. We will post Hannah's socials on the, the, the description of this podcast if you wanted to reach out to her directly. But for those who are listening right now, uh, uh, just, just shout out your, your socials again. Yeah. So I have a personal account. That's just me. It's showing up authentically. It's important for me to show up. So that is Disney underscore Hannah. Um, you'll get a lot of random H A N N A H. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for any specific content, I post kind of like funny things and also answer questions on my Enneagram account, which is Enneagram with and dot Hannah again with an H at the end. And that's that TikTok for that. One of the things though, that I think a lot of times I'm talking about kind of stereotypical behavior and stereotypical unhealthy behavior. Cause that's always kind of funny, right? Like, I like yeah. that. And people, and people like that, especially yeah. when they're getting into stuff like that. Yes, right. absolutely. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. people, people need to sometimes hear the, um, uh, hear what they were commonly hear as far as yeah. when you, when you see a test and the good and the bad. just to better, just to better yeah. understand what they hear. And then they start getting into the weeds and start to get yes. into the yeah. details, start getting yes. to the nuances. So, I mean, but yeah. you have to at least, uh, most of the times when you hear something, you want to hear something that's a little more familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it gets you to ask that question. Is it just something I don't want to admit about myself or right. is that really who I am? And it I, is. Could, yeah. I could confidently say at the end of that, I could confidently say at the end of that was, I know that I don't give expecting anything. I know for 100% fact that I don't. Um, but I was willing to ask myself that question. I was willing to say, is this just something I don't want to accept about myself? And it, go- it goes back to awareness. Yeah. Go through situations. Like the next time I gave something to someone, I was like, man, am I expecting them to love me back from this? And as hard as it is to admit this, I, I, I wish in some ways that I did, but I don't, I don't have that in my body. So I go into like my last relationships. I gave and gave and gave, and I really don't feel like they owe me anything. And that the same thing with my ex-husband, I was married to him for 16 years and people be like, I can't believe you, you did this and you did that for him. I was like, he didn't owe me anything because I did that for him. And that's a core identity to who I am. Now a two wouldn't say that. And so I could really sift through that, but I, I needed to ask myself, do I say that? Cause I am idealizing myself or is that just genuinely who I am? Um, and so it's tough questions. It's tough questions to ask. And there's things that I will bring up and you, and if you're a two, you could be like, I don't like that about myself or an eight, any number, you'd be like, I really yeah. don't like that about myself. And that's okay. Again, trying not to assign morality to it because underlying there's a need you're trying to get met and we're all human. Right. We're trying exactly. to meet that was, need. Um, I, uh, I, I stopped doing the Rubik's cube because I didn't want to finish it during like before we, <laughs> ended I, it, hate but, you. Yeah, I hate I, you. I had to, I, I stopped because I didn't want it to solve it like mid um mid podcast i was like i'll wait till the end that way it's solved oh so you're too cool ernesto Ernesto is such a genius i love him honestly (laughs) like i could not do this podcast without him and you know i love you you know i love you she she only says that because i do all the work yeah (laughs) remember i'm the face okay i'm the face i'm the beauty you might be the five that sounds very five behavior with like a strong you're you're the brains honey i'm i'm just the beauty i'm the voice okay (laughs) don't get it twisted she's the beauty on an audio podcast (laughs) best friend is a five and man i lean on her time to get things done i'll be like i have this idea and she's like let me research and get all of the oh oh yeah that's me yeah yeah okay hannah i love you so much thank you for coming on it was so nice to meet you i think you are a brilliant beautiful woman and i appreciate you so much for taking the time to come out Mm -hmm. and and record with us it means the world to me i know it means the world to ernesto as well you you are welcome back here anytime i will come back anytime
anytime. I would love to. Yes, yes, yes. So one thing we do at the end of the podcast is we'll say our buys and then we say boy at the end. So <laughs> okay. we're gonna we're gonna bring you into this. So okay. you guys know I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of a Hobbes podcast. I hope you guys enjoy your Monday, enjoy your week. Remember to do something kind for somebody else until next week. Boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be able to use that. We're going to cut that part out. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop posting vague cryptic statuses about your drama and your life online. Post details. <laughs> Some of us are nosy, okay? I want to know who, what, when, where, and why. I want to see people tagged. Thank you. How do you deal with your anxiety and panic attacks? I fucking panic, Stacy. How do you deal with your depression? I do shit depressed. So I just came out of the gas station, and the guy that was working was like, Hey, I know you. You're that girl from TikTok. I love your videos. And I'm like, Oh my God, stop. Yes, it's me. <laughs> so that didn't happen, but I think it's going to in the very near future. Don't be the bigger person today. Be the person that helps them understand that sometimes when you fuck around, you find out. A large black coffee. A what? Large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a lot. He means a venti, yeah, the biggest one you got. Venti is large. No, venti is 20. Danny. Yeah, large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti's the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages.